In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is episode number 34, Double Double Toil and Trouble. If you didn't get it from that <laughs> reference, we're going to talk about some witches. Witches! Witchy witches. Witchy witches. Witching it up. Witch, 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 witch. Yes. <laughs> We are talking about witches. It's a great time to talk about witches. It is. I mean, we're around Halloween. Halloween's upon us. Out. Yes. Yes. Really, any good t- any time's a good time to talk about witches. Yes. Always want to talk about witches. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So much ground there. So that leads me to my first question, Okay. Aaron. Hit me with it. Would mm-hmm. you like to be a witch? And if so, what kind? Yes. And I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, you shouldn't be. No, but different than me being a ghost, it wouldn't be just revenge based. Okay, being okay. a witch, I would like to be be like bewitch, like Samantha, where oh, I have yeah, a normal yeah. life, uh-huh. but I can bring magic in when oh, I want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel as though this would serve my drug cartel really well. Oh, because I could be really, 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 really badass and yeah. take people by surprise. Oh my god! Like yeah. what? I don't understand what just happened in that meaning. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm a witch. Would the bullet in your head impact? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember a few episodes ago uh-huh, we talked about uh-huh. a bullet mm-hmm. that got stuck in your head and gave you powers? Yeah. Is that what's helping you be a witch? Or Maybe. Is this a separate scenario? Yeah, I think it's probably separate. separate? But okay, if, yeah. if this yeah. got needed to go that direction, sure. we could. Bewitched did it. it right. Yes. So it's kind of a modern take on Bewitched. Okay. But if not, I kind of said this, you know, because 
I want to be a combo of good and bad because that's true of everyone, right? Absolutely. I don't want to be a Glenda. That's no, boring. No. And I don't want to be only wicked because no. that's not fun either. And if you're both, then you're unpredictable. Unpredictable. That's what I like. Yes. Yes. So your cartel won't know what the hell's yes. happening if That'd you're be being like, in a really good mood or if yeah. you are down to They're like things hurt some were people. so great. And then all of a sudden I was on fire and I don't know where it came from. And she was just smiling and it was creepy. Oh, mm-hmm. so when you did your witchy stuff, you would smile. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would it be um, like how you're smiling at me right now where mm-hmm. your teeth are not showing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. scary. That's yeah. real scary. Mm-hmm. That's my like, I'm not really smiling. I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I did it for you. There. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that was chilling. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the uh, Aaron's trying not to say what she's really thinking face. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the restrained face. Mm-hmm. So Filter. if you see that in public. Oh, that's terrible because it doesn't hit your eyes. <laughs> the smile doesn't reach your eyes. So your eyes are just cold and your smile is just there. Real fake. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a really important question yeah. for you. Yeah. Do you think that witches and warlocks deal with the same pay inequality? You know they friggin' do. <laughs> and here's why. Witches are the ones getting burnt. They're the ones yeah. getting persecuted. They're the ones getting into the Inquisition, being tortured. You're right. Thrown into lakes for the float test. No warlocks are getting that stuff. You're right. So all those years of persecution, that's how warlocks keep the witches down. It wasn't the Salem War... Salem. Salem? <laughs> Salem warlock trials. You're right. Always it was the, the Salem witch trials. Yes. Whereas warlocks, you know, they get the Harry Potter treatment. Great. Nope. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think witches are not getting paid what they're due. You're right. They have been held down by warlocks for... I bet they're getting less than 70 cents, 72, whatever cents we women get. I bet they're getting like 30 cents on the dollar. You know they are. Wait, how do witches and warlocks make money? I don't know. Okay. I think that it's maybe just like wooden (laughs) coins that they make up themselves. I mean, do they need anything? Doesn't inflation, if they're making their own money, doesn't it get... Isn't inflation an yeah, issue? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe okay. they do have a banking system. I'm not sure. Wait, if you're magic, wouldn't you just be like, hey, I don't have to pay for this? Right. I think you just kind of make everything yourself. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I will say that I have questions. I mean, I think we can obviously say that because why are they still riding on brooms? Exactly. First of all, just fly. I don't yeah. need a broom. We don't need a broom. I don't need a broom. No, that's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to no. hit you right in the place you don't want to and hit. Also, it just feels like you're trying to say I should be sweeping a floor. Exactly. And no. Oh, you're right. How's a warlock being transported? I don't know. It's not some standard household item. It's some I like want witches to do like kick-ass a- DeLorean or yes. something. I want witches to do a full-on Superman just like fist yeah. in the air flying. If I was a witch, I'd be like, no, I don't. Not by not broom. taking your broom. Mm-mm. No, not taking your gender roles. No, I would be a diva. <laughs> I will need this kind of situation immediately, or I will wreak havoc in here. I will witch the shit out of you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, now that we're digging into like what a witch's life uh-huh. is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's this idea that there's a there's a cauldron involved, always. and it's always bubbling. Always. Um, if you were a witch, what would you cook in that bubbling cauldron? Juice. <laughs> Blame it on my juice. <laughs> but it would be magic. It would taste like whatever you wanted it to. Oh, like you're like, like oh, Willy Wonka? Yeah. Like I'm craving <laughs> Why did I think of this? I'm craving pot roast and mashed <laughs> And then that's what that would taste like. Or you'd be like, oh man, I am craving cotton candy. And it's gonna taste like cotton, cotton candy. candy. So 
the cauldron is stuff that you eat or is it spells you make? It's stuff you eat. Okay. I just put a spell on it oh. to read your mind and be like, this is what you really oh. want. And that's what it's going to taste like. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, it may or may not play the song by Lizzo <laughs> called "Juice." Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking gin and juice. But oh, I like Snoop Dogg. Oh, lay back. <laughs> Aaron's doing some great seat dancing yeah. right there. That was that real could be good. good. I think we'll change it up depending on the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's the nutritional value of the stuff in the cauldron? Whatever you want it to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need some vitamin C. Your body's going to magically take yes. that out of the liquid you wanted to taste like cotton candy. Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not just going to rest on my laurels as a witch. Good. I'm going to be You're advancing good. culture. Innovation. Innovation. <laughs> I probably am going to have some things enslaved. Usually witches have some kind of, whether it's a flying monkey, whatever it is. Oh, I, okay. So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say I'm enslaving them. I just want to say like I'm employing them. And yes. we, so we're all working together. Oh, yeah. partnerships mm-hmm. versus forced servitude. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want forced servitude. No, no. Man, you're going to be a badass witch. Yeah. It's going to be rough. I'm- Can you make the drugs out of your cauldron? Sure. The drugs that you then like get out onto the streets. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. For the cartel. Done. Oh, man. Yeah. I got no real problems as a witch, to be honest, no. except for the warlock trying to keep me down. It's <laughs> your foot off my neck. Friggin' warlock yeah. mm-hmm. with your extra magic money. Well, speaking of partnerships or, you know, things that might be around a witch, do you think that podcast would make a good witch's pet? Yes and no. Okay. Um, yes, because she is a black cat. Mm-hmm. She looks super witchy. Um, she'd also be down for all the bad stuff yeah. that we would yeah. do. Mm-hmm. I would say no, though, because she's not – well, first of all, she doesn't consider herself my pet, as we've established. True, true, right? yeah. So she would really bristle against that. Yeah, she's not going to like that. Also, if I tried to do good stuff, she'd be like, what What are you doing? Yeah, I know. She'd be mm-hmm. all peer pressure on making right. it worse. Like, get more murdery, get mm-hmm. more dark. Get She's like, real I was weird. trained in the dark arts for a reason. Exactly. Stop wasting my talent. Exactly. I'm not okay with this. Yeah. She's like, I'm not just some, no. you know, I'm not some Jiminy Cricket over here. I am Podcat. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Well, I don't know if you do. On the Disney Channel, they had like little snippets of Jiminy Cricket telling you to do safety things. Oh, no. Like, no, I I'm don't. no fool. <laughs> like he sang this song about not being a fool and then he would be like, look both ways before you cross the street because oh, I'm no fool. Oh, <laughs> this is terrifying. Singing and what is uh, cricketing across Cricket. the road. <laughs> Cricketing. <laughs> yeah, podcast wouldn't do any of that. I also like the idea that there was a meeting where somebody said, we're naming him Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> you know? Like, where did that come from? I feel like we could have a whole series of meetings where one of you, one of yes. us is pitching the idea to the other one. Like, Jiminy, what? What? <laughs> Cricket's good. What? Oh, I like that. Like, we could go off on, like, this is what a pitch meeting was like. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Here's behind the scenes of the Jiminy Cricket pitch meeting. Yeah. I want to hear the other names that came up. With, right. Like, yeah. Charles. Yeah. Charles the Cricket. Yes. Chuck the cricket. <laughs> Good old Chuck. Chuckles cricket pants. <laughs> oh 
or oh, Bert the Bug or something like that. <laughs> what if we made him a grasshopper? What if he was Gregory the Grasshopper? Is anybody opposed oh, to that? Gregory the Grasshopper. Monty the Praying Mantis. <laughs> No, you're right. We have to go with Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's that's obviously that's the best fine. one. Yeah. Is there some with locusts though? Larry the locust, <laughs> Sam the cicada. <laughs> I'll get there. I will. Larry the lightning bug. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can sound like Larry the cable guy. <laughs> uh huh. Cool. See, we could have given them yeah, way better ideas. Way more ideas. Yeah. Way better ideas. I bet there were no witches or warlocks in that pitch meeting. You could just call it Junebug because there's already a first name, June the Junebug. But you can't name you can't name it a girl. No, no. I mean, the voice of reason has to be a guy. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. Yeah, Even a, a cricket mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jiminy. Yeah. yeah. Cool, Jiminy. Okay. Anyway, um, in my first fiction pick, there are no. Talking crickets. Dang it. But there are other talking animals. Oh. So, our theme is about witches. Okay, okay. My pick is called The Master and Margarita mm. by Mikhail Bulyakov. Okay. Let me start with this, that this book is crazy weird. Oh, all right. It is also one of my all-time favorite books. Really? Yes. Okay. So it that is... That feels like we should have a special song, like a special <laughs> moment when it's like, this is a, this is serious. I need to have David Bowie Heroes playing behind yeah, me right this now. Yeah, this is one you of it. Pay attention. This is important. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so just imagine that right now. Okay. Because I'm not going to be able to put it in in post-production. We don't have the rights for that. Just no, imagine. No, it's way Play too this along with Spotify's Heroes. There you go. Okay? There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah, time yeah. it out for you. Yep. It's going to be great. Okay. Okay. So it is spring in Moscow, and the devil shows up. He's got an entourage that includes a naked witch, mm. a demon with a snaggletooth, and a huge talking black cat. Who likes vodka and guns? Wow. Kind of pretty much podcast inspiration yeah. for all of life. Also, can we just pause for a second right there <laughs> and say yet again, the female has to be naked and right? all that's wrong with the guy is a snaggle tooth? Yes. Look at my whole body and then on this guy, let's give him a snaggle tooth. I know. Come on. I know. Yeah. That is a problem in okay. this book. Is it? All okay. the witchy women are naked. <sighs> Yeah, okay, we'll just go with that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so here's the inherent problem. We are in Stalinist Russia in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So believing in God or Satan is not allowed. Oh. Um, but believing in black cars that come at night to arrest anyone for anything is very real. So because of that lack of belief in how effed up this society is, this crew, this devil crew, wreaks havoc. At the same time, there is a writer named The Master. Don't know what his real name is. Maybe he named himself that. Don't know. He's in a mental hospital because he was writing a novel about Christ and Pontius Pilate. Mm. And there's a woman named Margarita who's desperate to get him out because they're in love. When the devil and his crew get mixed up with the master and Margarita, things turn even weirder. Now, I picked this for this episode because, of course, the devil comes with a witch by his side, but also because a big part of this story is Margarita becoming a witch. With she, First off, she gets a magic cream... That she rubs all over her body, takes all her clothes off, and she takes to the skies on a broom. Oh, okay. So imagine naked on a broom, even more uncomfortable. Oh, gosh. She makes it work. I hope it has some good varnish. <laughs> 
she, while she's a witch, she gets revenge on those who persecuted the master. She grants some wishes. She is the queen at the devil's ball. She does so much more. She's real busy wow. as a witch. Now, you may have noticed that I didn't give a publication year for this book because uh, Boyakov, he wrote this in the 1930s and 40s, but it wasn't published until well after his death in the 1960s, and even then in a censored version, and not in Russia. Oh. Because the Soviets considered it that dangerous to read. Really? So this is real hardcore. Wow. The idea of religion, but also this coded language around the secret police and, you know, the, the terror that's happening at this time when millions of people are killed, it was too much. They did not allow this. Okay. Um, another interesting thing, back in Chicago, I knew a couple people that grew up in the Soviet Union, um, one from Lithuania and one from Uzbekistan. And when I told them that I had been reading this book, they like, had this thing memorized. This was amazing to them. This was like the book about Soviet Russia. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, so like we would talk about that forever. So were you able to get, was it ever published again without this? Sensor, like yes, post the nineteen. 19- yes. Okay, yes, and in a fully, you know, translated version and everything okay. like that. But yeah, for not for a long, long, long time, time. Okay, after he was dead. Um, so what's great about witches here is just like in any other story, they bypass all human laws and they give power to women, especially who don't really have that power to mm-hmm. begin with. Um, one last thing, I'm gonna count, sound kind of like an asshole here. Um, I got a master's in literature and I did my master's thesis on this book and oh, another well. one of his works. And why I mention that is because sometimes when you do academic work on a book, you start hating it. Yeah. I still love this book. Oh, that's that's how much it like stands up to like even, you know, criticism and all that kind of stuff. And that does not make you sound like an asshole. (laughs) Why can't you say that you did that? Come on. You're right, Aaron. Yeah, own it. You Why did was it. I doing that. If anyone thinks you're a jerk for that, it's because they didn't do it and they feel insecure. And you know what? You don't need to feel insecure about someone else's achievements. You know what? That was like a warlock in my head. Yeah. I was an asshole. Get out of here, warlock. God damn it, warlock. Anyway, so I I did that. I also almost got a tattoo of one of my favorite lines from this book, which is manuscripts don't burn. And I may still. Who knows? I kind of like that line. Yeah. There's this wonderful point at which um, the master has uh, destroyed this book that he wrote, but the devil pulls it out of the fire and he says, manuscripts don't burn and gives it back to him. Which oh. is kind of like a big F you to Soviet Union yeah. at the time. So yes. It's a great commentary on freedom of speech as well. It is. It's incredible. It's There's so much to this book, which is why I mentioned the master's thing, because as I kept digging into it and I got to talk to a Russian professor oh, wow. um, and I got to really dig into history and more of his works, mm-hmm. um, it was absolutely amazing and really rewarding to learn about. Very cool. And some freaking witches. Great witches. Wow. I feel like you knocked it out of the park with this one. Thank you. Wow. I don't know if I can follow it up. Yes, you can. Okay. Don't let that warlock talk to you like that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, All right. So my pick is called Wicked Son of a Witch. Oh. This is, you're probably familiar with the series Wicked. Uh You probably maybe because of the musical form or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is, um, that's actually considered a series by Gregory Maguire. It's called The Wicked Years. So Wicked was the first one. This is actually book two. And I um, have torn through this whole series. I love book two. Um, And Wicked was great. I'm not taking anything away from it. If you've never read the first one, you should. If you only know it from the musical or, or, you know, perfectly know the story. It's very different from the musical, too. It is. It's just, I just really like the way he took everything we know about that and kind of 
took it in a whole different way. Yeah. And not in just a, I changed the character's way, but in a perspective changing way. Like, what if you just looked at it like this? Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't necessarily change you. I guess I'm talking around it, but it's supposedly like the true story of the Wizard of Oz. Right. And so the if you look at some of those things like the in the first one. The flying monkeys. Yeah. And if you know, if you follow, if you read through Wicked, it kind of gives you a different perspective on what was really going on there. Mm-hmm. And I love that because he doesn't change the facts. He just says, look at it from a different place. Yep. yep. Love it. So the second one I love even more. Um, we're following Lear who watches the witch die um, and is hiding out in the castle. Uh, and you're not entirely sure, is this Elphaba's son that we're following? He also might have a half sister. What does that mean? Um, it picks up where Wicked left off, but it, it jumps forward. Um, it He has Alphabus broom and cape in this, and he does have some powers, but he hasn't figured out what that means or how to use them. He just knows that he's somehow different, and he hasn't been able to figure out. No one will tell him what his family heritage is, where he comes from, and he's struggling with the idea, is a witch always wicked? Is it automatic that a witch is wicked? So for me... I don't know what it is about books that play this good and bad card that people are not all good or not all bad. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like one of my favorite things. It's so real. Yes. It's just, yeah. yeah. It always triggers me to really like it when, when an author goes after that and tries to explore yes. that more. And I really think that that's a big part of this second book and a big part of dealing with, um, family or where you come from. What does that mean? Uh, you know, should I have that play a big part of my identity? Does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, so. I really, really, really think that it is wonderfully written. I love it. I've read all of his books. I, lo- I love all of them for different reasons. But for this one, I've just the second book is really phenomenal. So if you've only ever done the first one or you've never done any, you should jump this in. This could be a good place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're great. How many really total are. are there? I think Do you there's know? three that okay. are considered on the Wicked. Okay. You know, because then he goes on and there's like a there's retelling of yeah. Yeah, Cinderella mm-hmm. and some other different things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And not in like a fractured fairy tale way either. I mean, we might have all encountered those sometimes in younger elementary years. You know, right. they turn it on their heads. It's not quite that. It's taking the same story, but looking at it from a character perspective or a humanity perspective, a society perspective, as if those things were real and looking at it a different way. Absolutely. Um, and one, I remember reading Wicked before the musical yes. and everything. And I remember loving that part that that it dove so much into the complexity of a person and what, uh, you know, what makes them good, what makes them bad. One thing, which I don't know about you, I don't know if you saw the musical, but I felt they skated over that. A yes, lot. they and did. I didn't like it because no, of that. No. Yeah. yeah, they did. They, they, which to some degree, I guess that, and that's the magic of books, right? Because yeah. I don't know how you entirely get that across on stage. Yeah. I mean, Alphaba is a complex character, but, and you get the idea maybe in the musical of her intentions, but you mm-hmm. don't really understand how far they went and how important they were to her and how not diabolical they were at all. Yeah. You know, how misunderstood she was and how it continued to be that way. Um, and I think we've talked about this before, allegory to society in real life. You can draw a lot of parallels. So much. So, um, And even just playing with that idea of witch, because we know it's been such a complicated idea in our yeah. society, not just from Wizard of Oz, but from everything. Mm-hmm. So to really dig in and give a witch humanity is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's great. They're wonderful. So. Yeah, that's why I had to bring it out for Witch. Excellent. Yeah. And not to say anything against Adina Menzel, who plays Elphaba. Yeah. She's amazing. All the cast is amazing. I yeah. Guess the, the show itself just kind of left me cold. Yeah, I get yeah. you. I know, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. yeah. I can I can totally get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I it just 
there's something more in the book. That's yeah. a good example of probably the book really delivering. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it was a great idea to make it a musical. For it fits sure. perfectly. Yeah. It just, yeah. If you are at the, a fan of the book, you'll kind of be like, well, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, in my other genre pick, I chose a book that you're going to love the title of this, Erin. It's called The Roots of Desire, The Myth, Meaning, and Sexual Power of Red Hair. (laughs) (laughs) There was this realization that passed over her face, over your face. It was just wonderful. I mean, you're for like, a minute, oh, I thought God. I, mean, I was like, <laughs> like you were playing a joke on me. Like you made up the title just to see. No, this is a real legit book. I want a tape of your face when you found this book. <laughs> I found this a long time ago, actually. Um, it's by Marion Roach. Came out in 2005. I was digging this yeah. when it came out. Um, this is part history, part memoir, part essay. And she starts with the idea that a redhead often draws attention. Mm. Um, throughout time, she says, redhead, redheads have been worshipped, idealized, and fetishized. And growing up a redhead myself, I can confirm this. People say things to you that they may not say to other people, usually sexual things. Now that dating apps are a thing, it's even worse. Oh, There's all sorts of weird stuff. My most recent favorite, pretty mild, was just, I've never been with a redhead. I'm looking forward to the chance. It's like, yeah, that's not going to happen, buddy. What? Okay. okay. What? Yeah. Just a little tidbit. He needed Jiminy Cricket. He did. (laughs) Jiminy Cricket should have been like, take his little cricket hand and back that cursor up. Do you really want to say that to a stranger? Okay, cool. I'm no fool. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Anyway, um, throughout time, redheads have also been feared and condemned, she says. Um, they are portrayed as oversexed wild women with the power to lead men astray, which I want to be now my headline on every dating app. Yeah. And basically, like, everywhere. I think that should just be my yeah. tagline on yeah. everything. Yeah. Just under your email signature. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think this is a better tattoo idea. <laughs> um, throughout, really, she gets to the idea that redheads have often been thought of as witchy um she digs into first off what just makes red hair it's just a genetic mutation no big deal but then what red hair has meant in society Mm. often around that idea of witch which is why i chose it for this Mm -hmm. um some fun facts that she reveals in the book women with red hair were burned as witches during the inquisition (sighs) so that's heavy i think i was gonna get burned no matter what i have a lot of things going wrong with me but the red hair would have really sealed it in the inquisition yeah um, in Greek mythology, redheads become vampires after they die. So I got that look to look forward to. That's kind of fun. I know. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Um, Hitler banned intermarriage with redheads for fear of producing, quote, deviant offspring. So there's that. Okay. In the Bible, Adam's first wife, who is the promiscuous she-demon Lilith, is usually shown as a redhead. Oh. And in the 19th century, I want you to confirm or deny this, Erin, it was popular belief that redheads were the strongest scented of all women, smelling of amber and violets. 
Is that how you would characterize my smell? Yes. I often say <laughs> that the reason I'm friends with Amy is because she smells like amber and violets. Even right now when we're sweating through our clothes. You smell record, even more of violets. Yeah, it just, yeah, like, it just, just the violet smell just right gets of stronger. Yeah. Okay, great. Yep, yep, great, great what great. is amber? Is that a I don't, frankincense and myrrh I didn't situation? know amber had a smell. Yeah. I just knew it was a color and a woman's name. Yeah. That's I didn't all. either. Okay. So we need to find that out since apparently I smell like that. Yeah, we do. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I've been smelling and I couldn't put a name to it. Maybe. It's amber. Yes. So I enjoyed this book, especially, I mean, obviously, because I grew up as a redhead. And I think anyone beyond that who is interested in how stereotypes or common beliefs come about would be interested in this. Yeah. Because she really digs into what that is meant over time and how those stereotypes come about and, and all that good stuff. Um, and also researching this again this week made me think about why some of my friends think I'm kind of witchy. I think it's just because of my hair. Just because your hair. Yeah. Dang it. It's nothing real cool about me. It's just my hair. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but. But then I follow it up with other witchy behavior. So maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah. You okay. also have a black cat. Maybe that's. Yes. Yeah. Man, I've really been going for this witch thing without even really without thinking even of it consciously. It. But. Hey, if this is going to get you to be a vampire on the other side, I say embrace it. In fact, I need to start planning now because I know what kind of vampire I want to be. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well, when I say that, that means I haven't really thought about it yet. I'm I'm going to think about it because I'm excited by that idea. So would you rather be a witch or a vampire? Oh, I want to be both. Okay. I I want to make that happen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be a vampire Mm -hmm. that can cast spells. Wow. And that can bite someone's neck and take their blood, but then be like, whoops, let's clean you back up and then give all their blood back. Oh. So I've I've taken what I need. Oh, okay. And now I'll now give you, you now just you go can back on your day. Back. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Go see my friend. She's got some stuff in a cauldron. I'll <laughs> <laughs> heal you right up. She's got some nutrition in there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Which which do you think has more downsides? Which or a vampire? Hmm. I don't know. Because I, mean, I feel like the vampire, there's some, there's some like situational issues, you yeah. know, with the darkness. and Yeah. The... But you know what? A lot of vampires are dudes, so they get away with a lot of stuff. Whereas witches are always burned. <sighs> that's true. You probably not going to, you might have a stake through the heart, but that's highly yeah. unlikely if you're fast. Yeah. yeah. People are looking for witches to burn. Yeah, you're right. Vampires are yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. fake. As long as yeah. you don't bite me. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. We'll yeah. let them live in the basement. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> When I turn into a vampire, can I live in your basement? Yeah. Okay, great. Hands down. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Be like, what's that amber and violet smell? That's oh, me. Amy's back. <laughs> she made it back as a vampire. Welcome. I got your coffin ready. I want my coffin to be rhinestones and gold. Done. Great. Done. I want rhinestones spelling out my name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so different colored rhinestones that say Amy. Okay. All right. What color do you want that Amy rhinestones? Um, I want silver. Okay. Yeah. So I can do whatever other colors as long as the silver Go stands out. Okay. Go for it. I like this. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking probably like a black rhinestone. So Ooh. it has like a glitter to it, but it's, you know, got a darkness to it. I can't wait until I die. I know. It's going to yeah. be fabulous. In the inside, I think some nice like red velvet. Oh, yeah. To play off, you know, the yes. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if, because Podcat is my, like, witchy cat, if she will also turn into a vampire? Like, can we still hang out? And, like, can she get her own coffin? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, like a vampire, vampire kitty? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I also see a lot of cross-marketing um, 
opportunities here? Sure, sure. Like I'm thinking, a, you know, those that plug-in candle things are a big oh, deal. Yeah. Amber, violet, Amy oh. scent. Also known as the coming back as a vampire scent. Yeah. I feel like also that could be popular. Pretend to be a redhead. Yeah. 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 See, <laughs> that's the name right there. Gosh. So good. Do you want to be an oversex wild woman? Maybe. Get some amber and violet. Yeah. In your life. Do it now. Yep. All up in the house. Mm-hmm. 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 But I'm not, to be clear, I'm only making a coffin for you and podcast. So don't think that if you do that, then I'm going to do this for everyone else. Yeah, no, no. Sorry. This is a ride or die thing. Yeah. This is it's, not, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not putting that kind of time. <laughs> I don't into, have that kind of time. Yeah. I don't have that kind of time to be glitterizing everything. No. Yeah. Bedazzling Lord. everything. Bedazzling. There yeah. we go. That's what I was looking for. And I couldn't think of it. Glitterizing mm. is what I went with. I like that too. So I want word. it to be red velvet and glitter. But Ooh. glitter that doesn't like get, get on you. Yeah. That's good. That's a good call. I like that. But your calling card could be like a tiny piece of glitter. <laughs> like they'd be like, I got a vampire bite. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> it's an Amy vampire bite. Oh, no. Yeah. Amy left behind some glitter. Because uh, you're alive. Because she doesn't totally kill anyone. I don't. And there's a little piece of glitter. Yep. So explain that to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I like where we're going I with this. I like it a lot. I do too. Yeah. So much. <laughs> Not I want it to happen. <laughs> Wait, but this means we want me to die. Yeah. I I think this is down the road. This is like yes. 40 years yes. down the road. It's yes. just good to have a plan. It it's is. good to have an afterlife plan. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's very good. That mm-hmm. way when you go to the doctor and they're like, hey, do you have a living will or anything you need like, us I to know? i got it even better. <laughs> yes, I do. Like, I know what's going to happen. Exactly. Get a hold of Erin. She's got my coffin ready. <laughs> <laughs> be like, listen, when you put me in the morgue, just don't be scared. Yeah, and about five hours later, I wake back up. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm gone. And I'm paler than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they almost take on like a purplish quality, don't they? Yeah. They're so pale. I'm going to look like a giant bruise, pretty much. <laughs> Yep. Translucent. That's what I was going for. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. Giant bruise. All right. That's why I need the uh, glitter to sort of yes, like. Yes. To yeah, play. Yeah. yeah. I like it. All right. All right. We're good. Good. <laughs> Very good. Well, playing off that, my yeah. pick, my next pick, um, and I put this in the other category because it's uh, humor and it's a collaboration. It's called Good Omens by the Nice and the Nice and Accurate Prophecies of Agnes Nutter by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. So this was published in May of 1990. And like I said, it's a collaborating story. If you know, or collaboration, if you know anything about the two of them, they are amazing writers, but also hilarious. So this is according to the nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter, comma, which the world's only completely accurate book of prophecies, which was written in 1655 before she exploded, the world will end on a Saturday. Next Saturday, in fact, just before <laughs> dinner. So that gives you a little taste of what you're in for. <laughs> so rapture's coming. But unfortunately, there's an angel and a demon. And they both live on Earth. And mm-hmm. for their own reasons, they both decided they don't really want it to happen. Mm-mm. So they're going to do everything they can to take care of this. So Agnes is actually the witch that's setting this all up for us. She's telling us a story. She's not necessarily like a... Um, the one doing the action, but she's giving context to everything. So her perspective is what brings a ton of humor to it. And just it's 
phenomenal. It's hilarious. It's a great take on witches, rapture, angels, demons. Bonus, it's going to be a series for Amazon. Which I started watching. And I'll oh, you, you did? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I know that in an interview that they Amazon was going to cut the character of Agnes, which is insane. And they had to fight. The two authors fought and said, no, 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 no. There's no way this goes without Agnes. So they got her back in. You know who her voice is in the show? Who? Frances McDormand. Oh. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. So I I've just watched to... a few episodes, and just from that, I want to read the book, because I yeah. imagine it's so much more realized and everything. But I love the pairing of the demon and angel. And in the show, it's um, – oh, I'm completely blanking on the names. Oh, Michael okay. Sheen okay. and David Tennant. And they are just wonderful off of each other. Yeah. yeah. It's it's great. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. I, if you know anything by those authors, you would like this. It's It's – it's fun. Why does the witch explode? Well, witches explode. That's, they explode. You know, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's part of it. Is that how I'm going to die? No, I think we've covered. You'll probably be burned and then brought back yeah, that's as a, a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think you'll get to explosion. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Sorry. That's yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, I know what's happening afterwards, so yeah. it's good. Yeah. Maybe if we got it to be an explosion, it would be like a bunch of Amy vampires because it'd be a bunch of pieces. <gasps> It's going to be a lot of coffins, though. It's I don't know if I can have that kind of time. No, I don't want. Uh, I don't want little copies of me. I've seen multiplicity. I know that copies. <laughs> I've seen that. I know that copies of copies. They just get dumber and dumber. Yeah, so that's true. That's I want true. all the pieces to be in me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Might be me micromanaging, but you know. no, no, no. Okay. I think go with your instincts. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. I think that go with your and instincts. I mean the coffin thing. I don't want to have to have a ton, a lot of of little tiny coffins. No, 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 no. Uh -uh. No. Wow. Okay. Pop culture wise. Yes. I chose a podcast and it's a relatively new one. It's called Nevertheless, She Existed. And the tagline for the podcast is the radical feminist history party you've been waiting for, which is kind of the best tagline ever. This is a part live performance and part pre-recorded podcast. And every month, the two creators behind this, they invite historians and comedians to come to a bar in New York and talk about a woman who's been erased from history. Oh, my gosh. Um, So in the podcast, the two hosts, they sort of introduce the person they're going to be talking about. And then they go to the live recording of the person talking about that woman that's been uh, erased from history. Okay. And they cover all sorts of women, but each month usually has a theme. And recently, a couple months ago, the theme was witches. Ugh. So there were four episodes dealing with witches. Um, one told the story of one of the first women to be killed in witch trials. One talked about a nun who said she was getting Jesus visions, who was indulging in some lesbianics in the oh. convent. Another talks about Marie Lubeau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. And another one talks about a sex educator who was accused of being a witch and a prostitute of hell because she dared to talk about sex it's okay for my own clarification prostitute of hell is different Uh than just your run-of-the-mill prostitute i guess so okay i guess it's a prostitute of satan or a demon okay so that yeah it's a it's a prostitute satan sent yes to earth so somehow satan is paying her to have sex with her Mm mm-hmm they don't this get into yet, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is yet another argument for, you know. Legalization of prostitution. Yeah. 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 Because Agreed. it's just another way to take advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. then they can, 
you know, throw around. Prostitute of hell. Yeah, that's... It's an epithet. Yeah. Anyway, what's great is in each episode, you learn how women accused of witches are usually the ones who were helping other women in history. Mm-hmm. They're women that were focused on health care. They were women that were focused on sort of empowering women in a community. Or they were getting women just generally out from, you know, the financial and uh, sociological thumb of men. So, witch. Obviously. Obviously. Um, the hosts are great. The presenters are terrific. It's funny show. It's powerful. And it's one that teaches you a lot of cool stuff. And I'm excited for future series outside of this theme because they're going to talk about women who were spies. They're going to talk about women in the LGBT movement. They're going to talk about Riot Girl, Aaron. What? You know, I love me some Riot you Girl. You do. They so, had you yeah. Riot. So it's a wonderful uh, podcast. And I look forward to hearing That's awesome. More. I never heard of that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Great pop culture pick, Amy. And I like I like how they riffed on Nevertheless She Persisted. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, I last episode I threw out a oldie but a goodie. You sure did a movie. I went ahead and did that again. Oh. Yeah. Great. Um did this one scare you? No, 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 no. I just I really like this one and it's actually what inspired me to read the book, which is yeah. Okay. So it's Witches of East Eastwick. Oh. The nineteen eighty seven version. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon, Mm. Cher, all friends. They conjure up Jack Nicholson. Sure do. Who's maybe not the most handsome, but for some reason they're all in love. Exactly. And they have decided he's a perfect guy and he helps them tap into their own power. So it's a little bit of comedic horror, is what I would say, which is how I like my horror, with a strong sense of humor. Absolutely. So it is, uh, it's based on the novel by John Updike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I just hadn't read the novel before I saw the movie, and I was hooked, and then I had to read it, so. Wow. Did, were the movie and the book pretty similar, or did you see a lot of differences? I mean, there's some differences, yeah. but I think it sticks pretty, I mean, the the basis is there, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is one of those where it's a toss up for me. It's hard yeah. to decide. And I don't know if it's because I saw the movie first and then okay. read the book, if it if that's maybe creating a bias there or not. But mm-hmm. I mean, both are great. But those three women are like the perfect casting for witches. Yes. Did you have a favorite when you were watching Among the Witches? Okay. Yes, because I've I was a huge Cher fan okay. for a okay. period of time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like so a Cher huge Cher fan. All right. Yeah. And this was late 80s. Mm-hmm. So I'm picturing Cher from like the mask era. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. great, great, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my Cher phase went probably too longer than it should have. Because okay. then she released some new stuff and then I got all the way back oh. in. And yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean. Do you have a favorite Cher movie besides Witches of Eastwick? Or is that it? That's probably it. Is it? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have so many share songs playing in my head oh, right no. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're not going to indulge that one. You should because I do a whole impression and it goes bad so fast. So fast. That reminds me just out of nowhere. Um, I discovered this weekend that the 30th anniversary of Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation was what? this weekend. And I got a real clear flashback of me at age 12 watching the VHS tape that Janet Jackson put out with the album. Yeah. Rhythm Nation. Dancing along to Janet, memorizing every damn move of that. So much so that when I saw there was an anniversary, I rewatched the Rhythm Nation video this weekend. I was like, oh, God, I remember, like, muscle memory. Oh, God, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Muscle memory. Maybe it was witchiness. I don't know. I just remember, oh, this is the part where she does this. Oh, 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 there it goes. I am in it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm not going to lie and say that now I'm not going to blast Cher on the way home. No, I think you should. My head. I think you should. I can't help Indulge it. Indulge that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the car with you. That's fine. Okay. That's fair. Great. <laughs> no one should be, really. No one should be. Oh, God. We talked a lot about, about a lot of witches. Mm-hmm. Real witchy stuff. So many. Learned a lot about each other, mm-hmm. as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you can head to our website, broadsandbooks.com, and check out all the recommendations we made in this episode. You could also find some phenomenal bonus material. Mm. We got a road trip playlist. Mm -hmm. We got rules for a road trip. We Mm -hmm. got gift giving guides. We got a bonus of our first 25 episodes. We've got quizzes. We've got so much stuff. And we're always thinking of new stuff. Yeah. Check it out. Always. Always. Um, After you listen to all that amazing stuff, including this episode where you know you liked this episode, talking about witches and witchiness and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us about it in a review? If you listened with an Apple podcast player, it's real easy to do it right in the player. If you listen on another way, there's it's a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. So head to your favorite social media. Yes. Tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Communicate with us. Email us. We'd love to hear it. Yes. That'd be fantastic. And while you do that, while you reach now on social media, tell us a theme idea you'd like to see. Mm-hmm. We came up with witches, which was fantastic, mm-hmm. but... So many great ideas have been given to us by listeners, and we take them to the nth degree. <laughs> we sure do. Um, you can find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website. Instagram is Podcast's very own home, yes. where you can see her getting up to all sorts of witchiness. Absolutely. In the meantime, happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. (laughs) Because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.